Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. We're at episode 280, so we are 20 <laughs> away from the big 300. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. Slowly but surely, but I mean, I say that, but I mean, the year's already halfway over, so it's like, next thing we know is going to be episode 300. And I do want to let everybody know that next week we will not have a live show because we're going to be pre-taping a show this Saturday, which will be out on Monday, but it's a very, it's going to be a very cool episode, uh, an interview with someone very special, and hopefully you'll enjoy it, and uh, we'll we'll release it on Monday, and and that'll be that. Yeah, it's I didn't even really realize it until a few weeks ago that the Fourth of July happens to fall on a Monday. So yeah, uh, yeah, so it, it'll be good that we're we're pre-recording it, you know, in case we have family plans stuff like that i'm going to be doing the same with um feature presentation i'm actually going to be pre-recording the episode tomorrow and then it'll be out um tuesday that's cool so july 5th so yeah. um anything cool happened this last week uh i got shredder's revenge over the weekend finally and i i have fallen in love with that game yeah <laughs> it, it, it is exactly what it needed to be mm-hmm. I truly felt like I was playing the sequel to Turtles in Time. Yeah. I, I, I very love, much enjoyed it. I really have no complaints about it. I, I love that the animation is pretty much right out of the 80s cartoon. The music is great. I even, I geeked out when, because 
people who've played Turtles in Time know the first stage you play at is called Big Apple 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. They had one in Shredder's Revenge called Big Apple 3 p.m. And the music's kind of similar. I had like a huge grin on my face the entire time I played through that stage for the first time. Yeah, that game is so good. We need to play together. Hopefully, we'll, I'll, I'll have some free time this week. And we yeah, for sure. Some, some yeah, because I got there. it for the Switch. So we'll uh, yeah, we'll have to play sometime because it's it's so much fun. I've yeah, loved it. I, I haven't played it too much over the last week. I've had kind of a rough week. Um, but yesterday, um, for Open Micers Podcast, we recorded our Patreon special for the month, and we tried the Apollo sauce from, if you ever watch uh, Hot Ones on YouTube, First We Feast, their, their hottest sauce called Apollo. It's made from the, the Apollo pepper. It was not nice, and uh, I, I don't know why anybody would ever want to eat that like recreationally. Some people just have tolerance for it. You know, I, I like to think of myself as being a fairly tolerant person of spicy food, but in no way would I attempt what you and Jacob did. That was insane. Like, it just wouldn't go away. Like, it it, bur- it like it, it just seared my esophagus. I have never actually felt my entire esophagus all the way down to my stomach before, but it was on fire for about a good 10 minutes. I will have to say, uh, shout out to whoever made the memes of Jacob. <laughs> oh. <laughs> those, those were, were so great. funny. Uh, just go follow the uh, Friends of the Open Micers podcast on Facebook, and you'll see some pretty funny memes. Because I put up a still shot yesterday from, from the video. It was uh, me act- looking actually just miserable as you could be, and Jacob <laughs> has a mouthful of milk. Uh, and holding the jug, and it was the perfect picture to encapsulate what happened on that video. Uh, only the patrons can see the video right now, but I am going to release it on uh, YouTube on Wednesday, so for everyone's enjoyment. And also, thank you to Daniel Salmon, who is not only a patron here of our show, he's also our Discord manager. Um, he is the one that <laughs> that does the $50 tier monthly tier on open micers, which we have to do crazy, painful things every single month for that $50 tier. So thanks to him that we get to be in pain every single month. I respect somebody who will spend money for the misery of others. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And speaking of, well, I I won't get into it. Well, uh, everybody in the the chat room is talking about uh, a game pass right now. And uh, I do... I still need to try um, cl- cloud gaming, which I haven't done yet, just because I literally just haven't had the time to do it this last week. But this week, I am going to do it, try it out, and see if it works on my iMac. And if it does, that would be awesome, because then I won't need to get an Xbox. Yeah, let me know, because if it works for you, then it should work for me. Well, you have PC, don't you? I have an older PC, but I also have a MacBook. But it actually, what I, it's meant to work on older PCs as well, so you might be able, be able to, to use it. I'll have to blow the dust off of it yeah. and, <laughs> and whatnot, because I haven't, it's not even hooked up right now. But uh, if you're so listening... I'll have to try it. If you're listening to this, of course, as soon as we, we started the stream, our, our good buddy I Am The Rampage jumped in the chat room and said, uh, you, named, you messed up on the title. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm actually reviewing a Final Fantasy game tonight, and I know you guys are ready for us to get to that, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the news, and then we'll do the review. So uh, are you ready to get to the news for this week? Sure. Here we go. (laughs) 
Anime stories were submitted to us by Armez Jackson, I Am The Rampage, and Jester8082. If you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. First one tonight is from realotakugamer.com. Sega announces another round of Sega Genesis Mega Drive Mini 2 titles. Um, the games are as follows. Cartridge titles, Afterburner 2, Columns 3, Mega Panel, Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water, Outrun, Puzzle in Action, uh, Splatterhouse 2, Star Mobile, Sega Mega CD titles, Night Striker, The Ninja Warriors, and Starblade. Um, and then it goes on to say that uh, they announced a Cyberstick controller, but that's actually the next story we're going to get to here in just a second. Um, do you recognize any of these titles? I recognize a few of them, but there's a few that I never heard of before. Like, I've never heard of any of those Sega uh, CD titles. I don't recognize a single one of them, but you know what? I'm actually excited about that because it hasn't been confirmed for a U.S. release yet, but we anticipate that's oh, coming, coming. <laughs> really any day now. I, I We've we both said we think it'll be out around Christmas. So I I'm excited by the fact that I don't really know any of these games because I get to go in with a fresh perspective and play something I've never played before. Well, I reviewed Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx-16 about a year or so ago, and uh, as soon as this comes out, I'll review Splatterhouse 2 because I love that game. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play that yet, but yeah, there, there's there's a lot that I'm curious about. I know that Nadia is based off of an anime because mm. I looked that up before we started, so that, that might be one that I dive into, but okay. it's exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I am too. We mentioned the cyber stick. Our next story comes to us from NintendoLife.com. Sega announces a USB cyber stick controller for the Mega Drive Mini 2. Uh, Sega announced the next 11 games coming to the company's next mini console, but that's not the only thing it revealed during the latest live stream. In a bit of a surprise announcement, Sega unveiled a new USB controller based on the classic Sharp Cyber Stick that will be compatible with the tiny console. The controller was known for having both digital and analog joystick modules and was compatible with multiple systems, including the X6-8000, the PC-98 series, and the PC Engine. Uh, uh, let's see, there's some details and photos on the original console, along with a fully scaled manual or fully scanned a manual, but you need to brush up on your Japanese language huh. skills in order to read it. Uh, the USB controller will launch the same day as the Mega Drive Mini 2 on the 27th of October. So I could see this not being released in the U.S., uh, I don't personally. Know. It, it looks really cool, and I, I would does. get one if they did. Yeah, I I think chances are they probably will, but I don't know how well it will sell. But I I'd be interested in it because it I, my uncle had something similar to this uh, when he played PC games back when I was a kid because it looks very familiar. Yeah, I, I, well, a lot of like flight sticks and things were based on the same kind of design, and um, but yeah, I would totally get this if if they released this. This would be. This looks like you need to uh, have this to play Afterburner. Yeah, I would say so, too. But I hope they come out with it. I'm excited. I can't wait for Sega to to give us a release date for a Genesis 2. I'm ready. So ready. Something something to play during my uh, Christmas break. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, This next uh, story comes from IGN.com. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 cannot be completed on Switch due to a game-breaking bug. 
In a statement to IGN, Aspire revealed that it is working on a fix for this problem, though the developer said it is only impacting a small number of players. Uh, quote, we're aware of an issue that is preventing some Star Wars KOTOR 2 players from advancing in the game. Our data suggests that this is only affecting a small number of users, but please rest assured that we're working on a patch to fix it. Uh, in the meantime, they suggest players consult the FAQ for a temporary workaround that involves using a cheat code to skip to OND504. Players can activate this by clicking the left, thumb, the left thumbstick, opening the cheats menu, and selecting warp. I, I feel like this is something that could have very easily been fixed. Yeah, it's, it's like that seems pretty simple. I don't know why they can't just like throw a patch in real quick. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it'll happen, but I still feel like this is something that you know, maybe they should have caught before they released it. But yeah. Then again, I, I also heard that Sonic Origins has some bugs in it as well when it was released. Uh, Joey Image in the cat chat room says, uh, can we get a freaking new Dreamcast or something, Mini Classic 2 or whatever? I honestly think we're still in we're in the middle of the Mini console era, especially from Sega. They've done so well with the Genesis. The Genesis 2 is also going to do gangbusters. It would not surprise me if they put out a, dream, a Mini Dreamcast next and uh, also put Saturn games on there as well. That would not surprise me in the least. I would love a mini Dreamcast. Yeah. I mean, it's... I've never it played has... one, so I would love to, to dip my toes into it. Yeah, I mean, you've got the Sonic games right off the bat, and there are other great games for the Dreamcast. You're like, I always associate Crazy Taxi with the Dreamcast. Yeah. I know it was available for other systems, Ooh, but... Could you imagine if we got a new Crazy Taxi game? Like, what if they made a Crazy Taxi game that was online multiplayer? And you can like, oh, customize your cars. Like, why is that not a thing? I it needs to be like now. It I needs to come out like taxi. yesterday. Crazy Taxi was cool. Yeah, Crazy Taxi's fun. Let's see. Our last story comes to us from NintendoLife.com. Need more turtles after Shredder's Revenge? You should check out these underrated TMNT gems. Uh, hopefully you're all enjoying the absolutely tremendous Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, the latest addition to the TMNT video gaming canon. We know we are. It's another blistering action game in the tradition of Konami's NES and SNES beat-em-ups. And they call it the best Turtles beat-em-up ever made. I'd have to really think about that one. Yeah. I was, it just came out, but it, it's definitely up there. I mean, Turtles in Time is pretty, pretty solid, but... I think if you're going to go back and play some of the original Turtles games, I don't think the original arcade game for the NES was all that great, even though at the time we thought it was better than the first one. But the first one has actually stood the test of time better, and I like that one way better than the arcade game. Yeah, it's just it's a different gaming experience, which I like personally. Uh, let's see. There's a list of underrated TMNT games, and these I've never actually played. I know of them. The first one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Game Boy Advance based off the 2003 cartoon. It's sequel TMNT 2 Battle Nexus, also for the Game Boy Advance. And I feel like there was a GameCube version of this as well that was that was 3D. Uh, I don't remember. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Mutant Nightmare for the DS. I didn't know there was a, a TMNT game for the DS. I didn't either. I, like, I, But we all know I was not a handheld gamer. 
back in the day. True. Uh, I'm looking at the at this list here. I still need uh, to play the TMNT game that I got for the PlayStation 2. I got at the Goodwill not too long ago. I want to play that soon and review it. Yeah, you should. Because I did yeah. like that movie. That That's a very good movie, that TMNT uh, computer-generated yeah. movie. Yeah, the one that came out in 07. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. it. It was something a little different. You know, it didn't feature Shredder, which was actually a nice change. But yeah. it was it was a good movie. But yeah, TMNT 2 Battle Nexus uh, was released in 2004 for the GameCube, Game hmm. Boy Advance, Xbox, PS2, and Windows. Yeah. I remember playing it. I don't I remember, remember that. that much of it. I remember it just being average. Yeah, I, I wasn't into the turtles at that time anymore. But uh, plus, I wasn't gaming a whole lot during that period. That was from '03 to '05 was when I was on the road a lot with the band. So I didn't get to play a whole ton of stuff. Even though I did bring my Xbox on the road with me. Yeah, the 2003 cartoon is actually is actually good. Like it's a little underrated in my opinion. It's mm a little darker than the 87 one, but still has its comedic moments. And the animation is really cool too. So yeah. they did some interesting twists with some of the characters that I actually liked. So it's, uh, you know, the original Ninja Turtles cartoon isn't available to stream anywhere. I know I was looking that up last night because I wanted to watch some and they're not streaming anywhere. I've got the DVDs, but I'd much rather like not have to hook up my DVD player. Yeah, I found a VHS uh, tape the other day of uh, with like four episodes on it. I was like, oh, this is mine. I'm taking this home yeah, with me. I, I used to have several of those when I was younger. Yeah, I love that cartoon. But that I don't know why it's not streaming anywhere. That seems like a no-brainer to have that streaming somewhere. What I'm waiting for next with the Turtles is a release date for the Cowabunga collection. Yeah, they're supposed to be I think, out, everywhere I've looked, like on Amazon and everything, it says to be released in December. I hope it's before that. Me too. I, you would think they would want it out before Christmas, because that would seem like a really big Christmas item. It, once that comes out, we should do a Ninja Turtles month. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice, I'm there. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Uh, we did get two more stories in right before the show started. Uh, I want to go through these real quick. Uh, I Am The Rampage sent this one in. Um, uh, this just in from Game Informer. Uh, former Sega of America president and SCEA founder Bernie Stoller dies at 75. Uh, he is a former top executive at Atari, Sony Computer Entertainment of America, and Sega of America. Passed away at the age of 75. They say he was a low-key guy. He kept his ego in check. Um Let's see. Never heard him raise his voice. He was a gentleman in the industry, and there aren't really that many. Um, he there's a long article that just goes on about you know everything he did. Like if you go read this article, it's at GameInformer.com. He did a lot of stuff for the gaming industry, so we owe this man a lot. And uh, rest in peace, good sir. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to hear that you know he kept his ego in check and was really kind of a low key person. Like that's. It's how you should be, to be honest. Oh, Joey in the chat room said the uh, the full series of TMNT is uh, is in a, a, is a there's a complex way to watch the TMNT. So ah, I I see. I didn't know that, sir. But you so did I might there. have to watch that tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to maybe shoot you a message. Something <laughs> uh, like that. This last story, this just came out too. I think today from GoNintendo.com. There's a Metroid Prime remaster rumor 
upcoming in November 2022. Um, rumors shifted, and its focus is on the original Metroid Prime. According to industry insider Jeff Grubb, a man who's gotten counsel, countless inside scoops before, the original Metroid Prime is getting a remaster for Switch. The title is going to most likely see release in November to coincide with the 20th anniversary of Metroid Prime. While this is very exciting, some might be wondering what happened to the, to the Metroid Prime trilogy rumor. According to Grubb, all three games are still likely to release on Switch, but only the original Prime is going to get the remaster treatment. The other two Prime games will be straightforward ports. I'm okay with that. This probably won't happen, but I would love if they threw in Metroid Fusion as a bonus. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be sick. That would be absolutely, <laughs> absolutely sick. Like I said, um, it's, it's just a rumor. I, I'm not going to put too much stock into it, but it would be, it would be Nintendo, the Nintendo way to like let us know the day it drops, but not the way. Yeah, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of those things. Would it be cool? Sure, but I'll believe it when it's actually out. Yeah, and uh, we got a little time. We can go ahead and do this month in video game history. <laughs> On June of 1987, Codemasters released Disney the Ultimate Cartoon Adventure. Uh, and this looks really familiar, but I never played this. I didn't either. We've talked about this on occasion, and the the art style, like it looks like a typical 80s cartoon. Yeah. I'd be very interested in see, like even watching some gameplay of it. It's a one-eyed egg you get to play, so if you're interested in playing an egg... Go look up Dizzy, the ultimate cartoon adventure. It looks like something that would have came right out of my nightmares yeah. as a kid. <laughs> it's got kind of like that, um, like the kind of stuff I drew when I was in like eighth grade, you know? Yeah. Like real weird looking stuff. June 23rd, 1991. You knew I had to throw this in there before we got out of June. Sega releases Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis, which later becomes the pack-in game and defining title for the console. It introduces the eponymous character, I can never say that name, that word right, who would go on to be Sega's mascot. Sega also releases a version of the game for the Master System and Game Gear. I mean, what can you say about Sonic the Hedgehog? If it wasn't for Sonic the Hedgehog, there would never have been uh, the console wars because Sega wouldn't have had a mascot to compete. I would also argue that video game movies wouldn't be trending in the right direction. Exactly. Not for the first Sonic movie. <laughs> uh, actually, I need to watch part two again soon. I've Second watched it movie. a time or two. Uh, June 5th of 1995, Capcom re releases Street Fighter Alpha for the arcades. I've never played Street Fighter Alpha, but I love the logo for, for it. It looks like a, almost like a computer program. Yeah, kind of logo on its uh, on its poster. Yeah, it's that late '90s like we're hip and cool kind of kind of thing. If it ended with an S, they would replace it with a Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, one day I'll play it. Uh, and last but not least, June 11th of 2001, Konami releases Castlevania: Circle of the Moon for the Game Boy Advance. I still got to get that Castlevania collection for the Game Boy. Game Boy stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I haven't played all the Castlevania games for the the Game Boy, but I hear good things. Love me some Castlevania, so I need to to crack down and start playing this stuff. As you should. 
But uh, before we go into the review tonight, I know you're all waiting to hear what I have to say about <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Derek has shout-outs. As always, we like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Daniel Salmon. Dude, as slow as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Watson. Axblade07. Armez Jackson. Hand Solo. Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> that kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, let's see. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland. Uh, again, shout out to him for this awesome Jester's Court mug that yeah, I'm drinking out of. I'm not, too. I'm not drinking any coffee. It's a little too late for coffee for me right now. I, I'm actually going to be on the next episode of the Jester's Court oh, uh, talking cool. about Super Mario Brothers 2. So we're we'll be recording a, that this weekend. We're doing a crossover episode tonight with the uh, Open Micers. Smith Rag and Jester's uh, Court. We're going to defend and attack Halloween 3. How can you attack Halloween 3? It's a great movie. Because they suck. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know what they're talking about. And last but not least, Mr. Brandon Rutledge. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions to the show. Keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. You know what they get if they become a Patreon? Commentary tracks. Yes, they get early access to our fun commentary tracks, and we just recorded our uh, monthly track mm -hmm. yesterday. Uh, we watched The Clone Wars and Rebels, the first episode of each of those series. I had a lot of fun going yeah. back and revisiting those. Both those shows are great. Both of them really are good. So if you've never, like, like we were talking about during the commentary, I actually have a friend of mine that's a huge Star Wars fan, and has been his whole life, but he refused to watch the Clone Wars, and I finally talked him into it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he's been watching it and enjoying it. So if you've never watched them, go check them out. Also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, a brand-new patron as of, like, 30 seconds ago, Mr. Joey Image. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout-out to Joey. So sorry about that. <laughs> he bought a shirt the other day, too. Uh, he was, yeah. He put it up on Twitter. So if you want to buy a shirt like he got, go to ncrmerch.com. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, if you want to uh, check out some of our other awesome commentary tracks, you get early access to tracks, including The Wizard, Super Mario Brothers, The Movie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Clue, cartoons like Clone Wars, Rebels, Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers, Gargoyles. The list goes on and on. I could I'm debating sitting here even longer to just drag this out <laughs> even more, but I won't. So if you want to head over to Patreon, just head over to patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. And we want to tell you all about our friends over at VideoGamesMonthly.com. If you're looking for a way to beef up your video game collection, then they have you covered. Just head over there, pick the box you want, and tell them what systems you want games for, and boom! It's like Christmas every single month. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one or just treating yourself every single month, and I mean, hey, you deserve it. Just head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com and enter NCR in the Where Did You Hear About Us line at checkout, and you will get a free game in your first month's box. That's right, an extra game, absolutely free. So head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com. Are you a coffee lover? Do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all-night gaming sessions? 
well, you should head over to brezcoffeeco.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. doesn't matter what type of coffee you like. They got you covered. Try the Good for Gaming Roast or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. Tonight, I'll be talking about... So yes, that music means I played Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I actually played it on the Switch. Um, a couple months ago, we got a huge contribution to the show. I, I don't want to. I don't know if he wants us to say who it was or not, but we got a huge contribution to the show. But one of the stipulations was that I had to review a Final Fantasy game, and uh, he, he suggested Final Fantasy VII. So I took the money and I went and actually bought the remake, re, the yeah the remake for the PS4. Bought that first, <clears throat> started playing that, and enjoyed what I was playing so far. And I told him that I was playing Final Fantasy VII, and he said the remake or the the remaster or the original. I said the remake, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go back and play the original. And so I started playing it on um, on the Switch. And it was only—it's only like twelve bucks on the Switch. And before I go into that, but if you've never played Final Fantasy VII, uh, it's a 1997 role-playing video game developed by Square for the PlayStation console. It is the seventh main installment in the Final Fantasy series, published in Japan by Square. It was released in other regions by Sony, and is the first in the main series with a PAL release, which is another one of those weird things with Final Fantasy. Where in England, I think this is Final Fantasy 1 or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Not even fully into the review and already talking that smack. Um, but I started playing the original. And to start it off, the, the one thing I liked about it, uh, I love the music. I love the 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 graphics for it i'm not quite i wasn't i never even still i'm like 20 i still haven't finished the game but i'm like 20 23 hours or something into the game at this point i was like i gotta review it at some point i can't keep going at this pace i gotta review it um but i do i i never really liked the character design it's got that real blocky you know uh, late '90s polygonal look to them, and I, I just didn't really get into the the way the characters looked. But um, it's got, and I started playing it, and and the the Switch version actually gives you um, some. The reason I let me start from here. <laughs> I don't like um, turn based fighting games i just i've never gotten into them i really they bug me but the one thing i do appreciate about the switch version is you can actually put the game on like fast forward and you can also turn off uh random encounters which is cool but at some point you get through the game so fast that you actually have to turn it off and go level up sometimes 
which is I'm okay with that as long as I don't have to do it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and you can actually make it where you pretty much just press X to win or B to win, uh, where uh, you turn on like your superpowers in the game. And so every boss fight you encounter, you just wipe the floor with it. You just hit the button. Like you don't even have to pay attention to the game. You just hit the button. I'm like, I like this. I don't have to spend time like reviving characters because I did that for for like the first. I'd say five, six, seven hours where I played it normally, where you have to go. You can and you can speed up the 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 fights too, which is cool. Cause you know you can finish the fights pretty quick, but but also it's kind of messy when you're trying to pick between each character and tell them what to do, you know, and what what things to use. So I, I sometimes I would slow the the. You know, all you have to do is like click the the analog buttons to make that happen turn things on and off um but i I tried to do that where i I think about the fight and pick my different characters and their the things they do and i don't like doing that so i just click the you know play to win button (laughs) and that's pretty much how i've been playing it ever since so i'll be honest i I don't get the game. <laughs> it's just it's got a cool story to it, but I'm like, is this Earth? Is this like the future? Like, what what exactly is going on? Basically, you're playing a group of eco terrorists that go around, and because there's this huge, like all the rich people in the world live up on this big dome half like dome thing above that floats above the ground, and it blocks out the sunlight for all the poor people down on the surface. And it's sucking up all the energy of the planet, which is, turns out, is like the life force of all the people that have died beforehand. And the planet is dying because they're using up all the planet juice. And so you're going around trying to blow up all the, the you know, the big things that suck up all the juice out of the planet. And so sounds like something that could happen in real life. <laughs> that's eventually. what you're doing. And so you got all these little interpersonal relationships through the game. You know, you pick up different people along the way. Um, you know, there's like a love triangle thing going on. And it's. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't want to shit on the game. (laughs) Because... I can see why people like the game. It has great music to it. Like I love the music for this game. For this game, yes, Rampage. I said Planet Juice. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. It's 
Uh, do they have it in here? What it's called? I completely forgot what it's called. Um, there needs to be a hashtag. Planet uh, if juice. Anybody in the chat room remembers what the the planet juice is called? Um, but it's you go through the game and you can actually get like little. This got all the RPG stuff uh, trappings, you know, where you can go and get the stuff called materia that you attach to like your your weapons and uh, your armor and stuff. And of course, you upgrade your weapons and armor throughout the game, things like that. Um, and that's kind of cool. I like I like that aspect of RPGs where you just upgrade your your items and your armor and all that stuff. But my biggest complaint about the game is since this this is why it's so hard for me to go back and play RPGs from this era is because now in, in the, the last 25 years we've made so many like quality of life improvements to RPGs that it's hard to go back and play a game like this because a I don't have a quest log in the game there's no like cuz the way I played it was I would play for like an hour or two go through a story chunk and of course there's um you know there's there's certain spots that you can save the game and we'll get to that in a minute there's the you know these floating uh question marks you go to and save the game and I would do that, you know, and save the game after I did something and after talking to the people and they're like, okay, you need to go here and do this. I'm like, okay, well, I'd save the game and quit, come back a day later and be like, what the hell was I doing? And I don't, I don't remember what the person said to go do like, or where to go. I just kind of, most of the time in this game, I just kind of stumbled across where I was supposed to go out of sheer just luck. And I don't like that. I like, I got spoiled by games like World of Warcraft and like, you know, like uh, Red Dead Redemption, just games of that nature where you have a map and it tells you where to go and you have quest logs. Like if you get lost, you just go back in your quest log and it's like, oh, I need to go here and talk to this person or I need to go to this city and this city is located, you know, southeast from where I'm at. It's another thing about this game is like you have this world, this overworld. Once you leave the, the 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 city that you start out in, you go out into this you know this world, and you can go from you know island to island or whatever, uh, continent to continent, and you have this tiny little like map in the corner that you can't really see it all that well because it's so low res. And then you can do like an overlay of the map, like where you're supposed to be and go. And it's like transparent and it's hard to see. And I still don't know where to go at that point. So that's that's one of my biggest gripes about the game is it just didn't, didn't tell me where to go or what to do. I mean, it did. But after you like if you're not paying attention to somebody, you're going to miss like a key chunk of information and you're just going to be lost. Thank God for YouTube. Because there's this one guy, and I, I should have wrote it down to give him a shout-out, because there's this guy on YouTube that does a complete walkthrough tutorial of that game. He's got, like, each chunk of the game, anywhere from, like, 7 minutes long to 20 minutes long, each chunk of the game. And he's got, like, you know, 50, 60, 70 videos of each chunk of the game that you can look at and go through and figure out what you're supposed to do. So anything to to throw in so far. I'm going to be completely honest. I went into this completely cold. Like I've, so I have very vague memories of 
this game. It was one that I remember it being promoted like crazy because this, this is like the definitive Final Fantasy game as yeah. far as this like, is the like one fa- that everybody says is the most accessible if you've never played. Correct. Yep. And I remember watching my uncle play it for the PlayStation when I was younger, but I never tried it myself. The only the only Final Fantasy games that I've played are Mystic Quest and Final Fantasy three. Other than that, I really have no knowledge of the Final Fantasy universe. I know some of the characters because they've been in other games like Smash Brothers and yeah. Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I, I have a, a small working knowledge of the characters of this game. Like, who, who doesn't know Cloud? Like, yeah. if you've ever been to a, a comic book convention, you know who Cloud is because there's going to be like 80 people there dressed up like him. And you can buy a sword yeah. somewhere on the vendor floor. <laughs> but yeah, I... I really don't have like any extensive knowledge of this game other than it's Final Fantasy and it's the one that all Final Fantasy fans talk about as being like the pinnacle of the series. Yeah. So uh, the storyline sounds interesting. So uh, that that would be what would get me to play it, but I, I feel like you talking about not really knowing where to go after you save and you turn the game off. I feel like a lot of RPGs were like that yeah. back in the day. So, but thank it's God not, for YouTube and yeah, other tutorials that you can watch. It's not this particular game's fault. It's just, that's the way RPGs. It, it's work. a product of the time. Yeah. Uh, and one of my biggest gripes about this game is there were, and, and I know it's not the game's fault, but there were a few glitches in this game and there was one big one right at the beginning that aggravated the crap out of me. I got the game. I played it. I played it for like three hours. And you come to your first save point, like maybe 10 minutes into the game, 11 minutes into the game, when you're going to blow up your first like big uh, planet juice sucker thing. (laughs) You go to blow that up. And your first uh, save point is right there. So I saved the game. Went on. Played for like another couple of hours, saved several times in this process. Every because I'm one of those gamers that every time I come across a save point, I'm gonna save and I'm gonna make sure I save. I do it two to three times just to make sure. So I played for like another three hours and got re- all the way through like the first. Uh, under, I think it's called like um, Slum Slum Town that you get to the first big town you get to and meet all like all the people you're gonna like run with and everything. So I get there, I get through all that, and then I save, and I come back the next day, and my save point is at the very first one that I saved at 10 minutes into the game. And I was like, Mm. are you freaking kidding me? Oh, I would have been livid. I was so incensed. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, of course it would be in a Final Fantasy game. uh, So I made sure to uh, I didn't know if maybe that save file was just corrupted or something so from then on I saved in a different slot and it managed to save all the time after that point. So that was my first snafu (laughs) with the game. Those like saving a game from back in the day especially if you had to save onto a memory card it would scare me every time because yeah. if it gets corrupted, all your stuff's gone. Uh, and the second part of the game that I came to that uh, there was a glitch, uh, I actually texted our fact checker to the fact checker, Tyler Watson, late one night. It was like 1130 <laughs> at night. I texted him. I was like, hey, uh, I'm at a part that I can't get past. 
like literally was stuck, could not go any further. And me and him researched for about 45 minutes to an hour on Google and uh, YouTube trying to find why I couldn't progress. Uh, and eventually I came across uh, a YouTube video that showed me how to, to get past this one certain area. Uh, and I can't remember. It's somewhere near. It's in between Slum Town and the next town. And it it's actually turns out it's just bad level design. And I couldn't figure it out. I had to go like the certain way, like that you can't see to get where you're going. So I got past that. And then, but we did find there was another glitch coming up <clears throat> pretty soon in the game after that. A major glitch that was actually a glitch from the computer remaster they did a few years ago on Steam. I think it was on Steam that they found that has never been patched. And it get, got put into the Switch version too. And I can't remember exactly what happened. Oh, it's a part where uh, you're supposed to go um, after you do the whole um, the you, there's this part where you have to meet this kid and go up. You're going to actually meet up with um, one of the main bad guys for the first time. And if you get to that part, there's a glitch where the kid is not there. And you cannot progress any further in the game. You literally, there's nothing you can do. You have to restart the game. Luckily, got to the part. I knew it was coming up. And I was like, please, please, please. If this, if this kid is not here, I'm quitting the game. <laughs> and so I got to it and the kid was there. I was like, oh, good. That's the last major glitch. Known major glitch in the game. So I could actually get past that. That's crazy that it was never fixed. It never After fixed. all these years. Yeah, all, everybody's told Square about it and everything, but they've never fixed it. Never patched it. It's like, why would you do that? So where are you currently in comparison to, say, like the end of the game? Um, I think I'm about 75% of the way through the game. I'm back at what's called um, gold, uh, gold Disc, Golden Disc. It's like a big casino place. I'm there for the second time which is very, very close to the end of the game because you're going after this guy named Sephiroth. Um, and I'm very, very close to... I'm hot on his trail at this point, and I'm very close to the end of the game. But I'm going to be honest with you. This game, I've played it for 20-plus hours. It never really captured my attention to the point where I wanted to keep playing it. Like It's to the point where I was like giving it an hour, two hours every day, every other day playing it. Um, and it just got, kind of got to the point where I was like, I always wanted to play something else instead. I had going, oh, I want to play gems of war or I want to play Pac-Man or, you know, like, and I just got to the point where I just didn't really want to play it. I actually want to play the remake because I was very impressed with the remake so far. I got about two, three hours into the remake and I think I'm just going to play the remake and leave the old one in the past where it belongs. They did a remaster for a reason. Yeah, and it reminds me, the remaster, the way it looks, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Resident Evil remaster or remakes. And I, I can just, see that. I like the look of it. I like the way it played. Uh, you know, it's a very, it's more of an action RPG so far, and I like that more than, uh, you know, turn-based fighting and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just... I don't know, just something about this game just does not capture my attention, and I just don't want to 
go forward. I mean, I'm so far into the game, like, I could just suck it up and finish it, but I'd rather play something a little more modern. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that on the show, though, like, games that came out during that era that if we didn't play them growing up, we don't have that attachment. Yeah. Like, you know, neither of us played this game in its heyday, so we're not... We're not going to have that nostalgia like we would for a Zelda or a Mario. And I, and if you're interested in in jumping into Final Fantasy and you've never played it, I could see where this would be the one to maybe jump in. Or you know, Final Fantasy, what was it, three for the SNES? It's mm-hmm. supposed to be very good. Start with either of these two, but I'm 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 just going to say it. There, those quality of life advancements we've made over the 20, last 20 years or so, 25 years, are just not there. And you, you're going to rely a lot on you know YouTube videos and walkthroughs to get through the game. There's glitches you got to look out for. So I would say go with caution. And I I've actually follow a lot of people that have been playing this game recently uh, on stream and stuff on Twitch. And they really, people that are into Final Fantasy and these type of games, they really love this game. And I can see why. But me personally, it's just not my thing. But I will give you credit for actually trying it. Because a lot of people say, oh, that sucks. (laughs) Have you played it? No. Like, okay, then you don't know if it sucks or not, or if you don't like it. So I I gave this one a huge chunk of my time over the last Yeah, almost a a full a full day yeah because i i'm well over 20 hours into the game and i know i'm close to the end but it just doesn't feel like i'm close to the end i'm like i keep expecting like okay here's the final battle and it just never comes and i'm like i just don't want to i'd rather play the remake the remake just seems so much more i don't know like i don't know it's just modern quality of life improvements and just better graphics it's been completely remade from the ground up in the you know the resident evil style of remakes and just i kind of rather just jump into that and play that if i do play this game which i don't know if i'm going to or not it'll be the remake that i play because i i've i remember what the old one looks like yeah and that we've talked about that era of gaming that graphics wise has not aged well at all so and I, you know, I don't know we'll, we'll, say, we'll the graphics see. still hold up really well uh i just personally I, I i don't like the the character designs i think the character designs were a little better in that original game they're just so blocky and cartoony i just uh, it i don't know and the backgrounds like the actual setting of the game is so you know, detailed and, and rich looking like everything in the game looks great but you've got these characters that are so like separated from the background. It was just even the whole time I'm playing, it's just so jarring. I was about to say it sounds jarring. Yeah, it, like it just kind of takes you out of it because uh, I don't know. And it's it's a product of its time, and I can see that you know why this was such a huge thing at the time. I'm not gonna knock it, uh, but as far as playing it in 2022. It was a struggle, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I can imagine so, especially now after what you've said. But I, like I said, I give you credit for playing it and spending that 
amount of time in a game that you you seem like you entirely hate it, but you don't particularly care for it. Yeah, I don't at the same hate time. it at all. It's not the the game itself is not broken. The glitches are, and the glitches are from porting it, you know, fifty times since nineteen ninety seven. And they've never patched any of these these major glitches that have been in it since then. So if you're going to go into it, if you're going to play the Switch version or if you're going to play the Steam version, just know that there are glitches there. And if they catch you, especially the, the big one that they have not patched, like that's a game-breaking glitch or bug that's never been patched. And that's like 10, 12 hours into the game. Yeah, if I had been playing it and that kid wasn't there, I'd be like, "This this game gets a one for me for that." For that, I would have broken my my switch across my knee if that kid wasn't sitting there. Uh I wouldn't have blamed you. But yeah, that that's my experience with the game. I love the music. The soundtrack is fantastic. I I could sit and just listen to the soundtrack, um, and I love the 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 background art of the game. I love the way the game looks in the background, but the, you know, the character designs are not great. That's why I think I'm just going to, I am going to play the remake because it was capturing the remake was capturing my attention. So I'm going to give that a go and uh, come back to it when I'm done with that. I'm going to take my time. I feel like even though I've been playing the remaster of the original for almost two months now and giving it a lot of time, um, but I still feel like maybe I was rushing it a little bit because I did want to review it rather quickly. But, you know, I did put a lot of time into it over the past two months. This one I kind of want to savor and really try to get into it if I can. Yeah, I with games like that, it's better to go through the whole experience because then you you know you you get the full take on it because there could be something that happens after you review it, if you haven't completed it, that could completely change your perspective on it. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, the the reviews at the time, uh, you know, Game Informer gave it one of the top 100 games of all time. Uh, Retro Gamers, top 100 games in 2004. Uh, GameSpot gave it greatest the great one of the greatest games of all time list in 2006. Um, there's so many gaming <laughs> magazines and publishers that have, that have, this is on the list of 100 greatest games of all time. And I get it. I understand it. I know why it's there. It, it is a great game. But me not having any nostalgia for it and playing it in 2022 was hard. Yeah, and you got to think with these. And I don't want to go as far as to say that all these reviews should have an asterisk next to them. But they were reviewed at the time that it yeah. was released. And it is one of the most influential games as, as far as RPGs go. I can see it. Uh, I'm not going to poo-poo that or anything, but I, I, as far as a number grade I would give it, personally, I'm going to give it like a six because it just, everything about the game is good. It just did not capture my my storytelling and gaming sensibilities. I love sci-fi. I love fantasy just something about it just didn't wasn't capturing me and it felt like a slog it felt i feel like if this game was like maybe 15 hours to finish instead of you know 30 
I might have gotten more into it, but I just feel like it just kept going on and on and on. And I'm like, come on, let's just do something. <laughs> like, let's let's like t- let's get this thing done. Come on, let's go. It's like the meme of the guy poking whatever's laying <laughs> yeah. there with a stick. Come on, do, do something. something. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I felt, and that's that's just me personally. Now, don't take this. You know, don't be offended. If you love this game, I understand why you love it. But for me personally, it's just it's not it's not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, and nostalgia is gonna play a role in whatever we review. Like yeah. it's and there's a lot. It's of just games, a, it's a part of retro gaming. There's a lot of games that I love that people actually just actively hate, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, but that that's what's great about the show and just talking games with friends and people online. Everybody's got different tastes, and it's fun discussion. Yeah. Or it should be fun discussion. And, you know, I know everybody was waiting for me to do this. You know, we talk about Final Fantasy all the time. I throw a lot of fake hate out there for Final Fantasy, especially about the numbering thing that they do. Um, But I really didn't have any hate in my heart for Final Fantasy. I just don't know anything about it, and I like making fun of it because it makes people angry. But It's all in good fun. Yeah, it's all in good fun. I just personally... It's just not my thing. I'm going to go play the remake because I liked what I was playing so far. I think I'm going to have a way better time with the remake, even though people are like, don't play the remake, play the original. Like, eh, I think I'm going to go play the remake. I think that's a very wise decision. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for our Final Fantasy review, probably until I finish the remake, probably our last one. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't... It sounds bad, but I don't really have a desire to play a Final Fantasy game anytime soon. If you want Derek to review one, then uh, that's going to be another five hundred dollars. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, just name name your game and I'll yeah. do it. And uh, thank you guys for for hanging out with me for that. Please don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me, please. I just I, that's how I feel about the game. So Derek, what you got going on with uh, feature presentation this week? Yeah, so I'll actually be chatting with a local filmmaker, Nick Smith, who I've worked with on multiple films. Uh, He helped me out with the Parker Syndrome, and then I've worked on a couple of his as well. So he'll be joining me this evening. Uh, You can check that show out tonight if you're watching this live at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Feature Presentation YouTube channel. And then for next week, because Monday is on July 4th, I'll be pre-recording Um, the episode tomorrow actually and then releasing it next tuesday i'll be chatting with uh actor writer and producer jeff bolo who was one of the child actors in a little known cult film called don't tell mom the babysitter's dead cool yep so he's uh and since then he's done a lot of directing producing and um has a very successful screenwriting book that he'll be uh coming on the show to talk about so that'll come out next week i just looked back in the chat room joey image said planet juice was my porn star name in my 20s <laughs> yeah i was trying so hard not to just die laughing when I that. that needs to be our next shirt planet juice yeah i'm gonna make a like pizza planet like the pizza planet yeah. logo but it just says planet juice I'll get it. I, like I, I need to. I need to get the Wally shirt too. Remind me to do that. I'll make that shirt this week and put it up in yeah. our, our merch shop. I'll text you in a couple of days. It'll to say remind Final you. Fantasy VII down at the bottom, and then it just says Planet Juice. <laughs> just in very small print. 
Uh, for this week's Open Micers, we're having a crossover with the Innsmouth Rag Podcast and Jester's Court, our buddy uh, Mom Thulu and Jester8082. Go follow them on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have a crossover with them, and we're going to attack or defend Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Should be a great show, and go check that out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. So, Derek, is that everything? Do we need to let them know about anything? Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but next week I'll be on the Jester's Court podcast with Mike Evelyn. We will be defending Super Mario Brothers 2. Ooh. So that'll be will be a fun be a fun chat. So oh, Joey had a great idea in the chat room. Yes, Planet it. Fitness. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to do the Planet Fitness logo, but Planet Juice. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, and also, before we go, I just want to let everybody know, you can send us your voicemails. Just go over to anchor.fm slash nerdcaveretro. And you can record a uh, voicemail for us there on your phone, your computer. Uh, try to leave it under a minute, and we'll play it on the show. We'll have a little segment at the end of the shows now where if you send us your voicemails, we will play them. So just that's anchor.fm slash nerdcaveretro. And we're going to go ahead and get out of here. If you'd like to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro, Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro, and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. You can find Derek at the Waffle House, which is the cup he's drinking out of right now. Uh, you can find... <laughs> you can get our merch at ncrmerch.com we're coming up soon we're going to have Planet Juice t-shirts available very very soon and uh, we'll have t-shirts bucket, buckets <laughs> cups mugs t-shirts what is happening <laughs> mugs all kind of stuff over there patreon.com slash retro and also leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free Derek please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the triforce yes Chucker, eh? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.